Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, everybody. It is January 25th, 2017. Five days after the world ended, three idiots got into a room to talk sports to distract ourselves. I am one of those idiots. I'm Brandon uh, Yodisby. Uh, with me tonight is John. Hi, John. Hi, Brandon. And Stu. Hey, guys. Uh, how's it going? Nice. Not bad. Not, 195 not bad episodes, and I still don't have a catchphrase. Someday you will. Someday you will. I don't think I'm a catchphrase person. Yeah, no, I don't see it happening. Uh, so we are all in the sport of HQ. Uh, very excited to uh, to have you guys. We're going to talk NFL, some wild. What else do we got? Twins, Gophers, maybe MN United, and who knows what else. Uh, but I think we want to start with the the angriest topic, the Timberwolves. The most passionate topic. The most passionate. So sorry to fans who don't care about the Timberwolves, but we are starting it up. This is also Clarence isn't here, so we can start with the Timberwolves. <laughs> yeah, it's the he can make it because we're like live in person. Yeah. Yep. And he's not. In I person. can reach out and touch you right now. Yep. And Brandon. You so did. He Clarence actually did. was not going to participate in anything no, like this. There wasn't. No this touching. Little, no touching. <laughs> this is very, very too much personal interaction for Clarence. No touching is uh, Arrested Development Correct. season one. We need some prison. Yes. God, That's... I just want to do Arrested Development. Daddy Horny Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I got this for Army. <laughs> I still think my favorite quote is, talk you off what, pop pop? <laughs> 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 All right. Okay, okay. Let's talk wolves. Um, uh, as mentioned, Clarence said uh, he uh, is not going to be able to join us, as usual. Uh, but he did have a couple notes that he wanted us to pass along in his absence. And the first one was a reminder to me that Rubio is going to be traded. Right. He didn't have a topic or question. He just wanted he, no, me to... No, he was just asking questions. He was just asking questions with zero questions in mind. Uh, but that is a it is a very common thing that people are talking about right now, is the, the impending trade of, of Richard Rubio, my favorite player. John... Uh, do you have any thoughts? Well, he's my favorite player, too. So oh, okay. I didn't know we shared him. I, I'm disappointed. Um, my wife thinks he plays baseball, and somehow she got that idea and now can't get it out of her head no matter how many times I tell her that he's a basketball player. Hmm. So what's annoying me right now is everyone's talking about trading Ricky Rubio. Our good friend Mike Rand did a whole blog post followed by an article today in the paper about what they might get for him. I saw that. And the best of the options was... Nik- Nikolai Vujovic from Orlando. Yep. Vujovic, I believe it's Vujovic. Vujovic. Yeah. I can't pronounce Steve Curry's name. That's true. Vujovic was far, far beyond it. That was Steph the... Curry. That, I think, was the best option. 
I think the Denver one was the best option. It was Nurkic. Something Nurkic. Nurkic better than Vujovic? Yeah. He's younger and can play defense. Vujovic? Vujovic. Nick Vujovic. Mm-hmm. Nick V. Uh, is an offense-first guy. He's basically uh, Pekovic. Right. Who's terrible. Yeah. Well, and, he's dead, but when he yeah, was Pekovic's playing. dead now, but yeah. when he was playing, yeah. he was terrible. Just no defense. And we don't need a guy. The keys with the team right now are defense, obviously. Mm-hmm. So we don't need a guy who can play. We're, our offense is fine. We're 11th in the league. What, drives, what drive me, drove me particularly nuts about that post is that the entire basis for a lot of it was, well, the Wolves need big guys. Which mm-hmm. is fine, but they have Cole Aldrich, who's a perfectly serviceable big man. Yep. He's not going to take you to an NBA championship, but he's a serviceable rotation option that plays 10 minutes a night. Yep. Why would trading for another big man who's about the same as Aldrich be a good thing? Well, especially if you're talking about a gigantic, beefy center. That's exactly who Aldrich is. If they mean front court in terms of a, I don't know, a, a, a power forward who can hit threes or play really good defense next to Towns, like, yeah, totally. Like a uh, be jelly, but actually competent would be incredible. <laughs> a competent, a competent so we could just completely uh, ship him out of here uh, immediately. That would be a good trade. But v- but Nick V is not is not it. So yeah, I agree with you. That would that would suck. I would be very fucking upset if that happened. But not to fixate just on just on Mike's post. What particularly annoys me is that for like three games, Levine was out. They played Brandon Rush in the first unit, and suddenly everyone was like, wow, Ricky Rubio looks amazing, all because Brandon Rush knew where to stand on offense. He didn't actually do anything except just stand in the correct place and be available for Rubio to pass him ball. Like, he'd move two feet this way or two feet that way, depending on how the defense reacted, and people are just like, blew my mind. I didn't know Ricky Rubio could do this. You would, If you watched Rush in those games, he would legitimately just sprint down to the far end of the court and... Stand there and wait for the ball. Yeah, both and that of his was his hands would be sort of in front of him, and it was a good role. Like yeah. that's an important person to have in yeah. the offense. Like, only one basketball to dribble around. You don't need everybody. And uh, yeah, just and putting him on the floor with Rubio suddenly made Rubio look like an all star. Yeah, and yet you look at this and you know that Rubio is a guy that looks more valuable the more good players are around him. Yep, he is. Far more valuable when he's surrounded by veterans that know what they're doing than he is when surrounded by a bunch of guys who are in junior high, which is what the Timberwolves had. So why would you trade your best point guard before any of the players on the team get good? Well, Chris Dunn can't shoot. Chris Dunn is bad. Tyus Jones will never... I I like Tyus Jones. I think he's a good player, but Mm -hmm. he'll never be good at defense. He might rise to below average. Maybe at he's best, ninety-four pounds. Yes, he's ninety-four pounds. He's five foot one. He's <laughs> small enough to run through people's legs and yeah. poke the ball away every so often. Yeah, but otherwise, he, he's just—he's not a serviceable option. Not being able to play defense. Rubio makes casual fans lose their shit in a very weird way. But not he's even, like a—he's not even like Jason Williams. Remember Jason Williams with all the behind-the-back passes? And, yeah. Uh, I called him white chocolate. Yeah. Well, no, that was lose their shit in a good way. Rubio is, makes people lose their shit in a bad way. Like, people think he's like, like the worst player is what you're saying. in the league. Yeah. Like, um, I have a friend, I don't know if he's listening, Carl. Uh, he's We've been on a text string forever, and we basically, he just was like, I want to trade Rubio. And Fuck have, you, Carl. That's exactly how I responded. And just we're, we've been screaming at each other back and forth. And he was just, you know, the, the standard thing of, which is not not wrong, but 
Uh, it's easier to double other players when he's around. They don't respect him for shooting, whatever. And I was like, if he's that bad of a shooter, his true shooting percentage is just as good as Wiggins and way better than a bunch of other guys in the team. Yeah. And he's like, what is true shooting percentage? And I was like, well, that's when you can normalize everything between three-pointers and two-pointers and, and free throws. And he's like, I don't give a shit about free throws. I'm talking about his shooting. And I was like, that's okay, that's exactly my point. <laughs> you need to care about free throws. They're worth one point. And you get them, you and get he's very good at them. Like, yeah. we need to have that be part of how we judge basketball players. In particular, Rubio is like 85%. So when you say he's a bad shooter, you basically just mean he's bad at two-point shooters, which is just like one part of the game. But that's the part of the game that makes people go fucking nuts. When there's a wide-open shot and they miss it, there's no one like, ah, he does a lot of other great things. I don't know if it's like, uh, I can't think of another like sport. It'd be like an amazing second baseman who makes like we like 17 weird Adrian throwing Peterson errors Peterson a good counter example somebody who can pass block and can't catch the ball out of the backfield but he's so good at running the, the one ball thing yeah yeah that you ignore those things and then he kills you in and he's not even and he's not even i mean he's a bad <laughs> jump shooter he's not a good jump shooter right he's not the worst jump shooter in the league but he's on the bad side the thing that everybody gets after him is that he's terrible at finishing at the rim mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because he has no vertical whatsoever, and so half the time the shot gets watered into the fourth row. Yeah, but that seems to me, and I'm not a great basketball mind, but that seems like a problem that diminishes the better players you have around him. Yeah, yep, and for sure. He, it just it drives me nuts that they're talking about trading the best point guard they have so that they can give minutes to Tyus Jones who has shown no signs of ever being a long-term point And not so much trading him, but trading him for... There's no trading him for nothing. The, yeah, there's fucking Reggie Jackson. I mean, there's... there's it, it, all it, bad. It, Reggie Jackson. all bad options. It, I mean, at least keep him and don't play him until the rest of the players get good. That's fine. <laughs> Bury him on the bench for all I care, but don't get rid of him for nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got mono. Yeah. He's got to go home for a while. <laughs> You went on the other. I felt. I mean, Ricky Rubio is that rare category of guy that you feel bad for personally. His mm-hmm. grandma died, and he had to go home, and mm-hmm. then had to come back. And his mom died last year, and I was just like, I should send him something. He was in a. He doesn't give a shit about this, but he's so underappreciated. There was a Star Tribune poll of who do you want to get the most minutes, and he finished third on his own team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just. It's bad. It's. I. I don't like guys that that make other people that casual fans hate our friend right. colin tweets by colin yep, trademark hummel fuck you again colin fuck you colin yeah. uh he doesn't listen he doesn't um listen, but... he hates rubio and he likes basketball he knows basketball so it's it's not like uh oh only dumbasses would not appreciate like a lot of people don't appreciate what he does mm-hmm. i think you have to be a hardcore junkie to really watch him intently and be like oh he's valuable he's super valuable yeah but like the smart guys like uh, Britt Robson and David Brower that we listen to they like Rubio of course Has, he, what has he, Bill Simmons said about him <laughs> I, 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 I quit following Simmons a long time ago uh, I did too and it was really helpful yeah because it's just all like I read all of his tweets in Michael Rappaport's voice <laughs> yeah. from the season of Justified where he had the southern accent oh boy work. one of the worst things in TV <laughs> it's history it's just that I just I can't I just yeah I, he hated Rubio if I remember right yeah yeah. So yeah, I don't know what the national opinion is on Rubio, but like Brit and Dave like him, so I like yep. him because they know more than I do. I'll follow Brit, Brit Robson and Dave. I'll follow him to the gates of hell. So <laughs> and yeah. back. These um, motherfuckers—they don't understand Rubio. <laughs> there was my Brit Robson invitation. 
once a, once an episode. Yep. Uh, we hit our quota. Yep. Um, we've imitated Brit. We can we can be done though. One thing that we've trademarked ourselves on this podcast, one of many things, is uh, the idea of being pre furious. Yep. Um, are you pre furious about I'm this? Absolutely pre furious. Fucking pissed off of as soon as that I got reports. I had sort of forgotten that those were the reports all off season that yeah. Tibbs was going to trade Rubio, and so I'd sort of let it slide. And I was excited because I thought Tibbs was falling in love with Rubio. And I thought that would he happen. He was just going to come to yeah. come to love Rubio as much as we do. And every time Rubio has a good game. Somebody's like, yeah, Rubio had a pretty good game. Tibbs is immediately like, yeah, but Chris Dunn is awesome, too. I know, he does, too. Oh, yeah, Tony Jones is awesome, too. And I, I think I started believing that he's saying that about Dunn because Dunn is a rookie. He's younger. Uh, he might need some more encouragement like that as opposed to Rubio, who's been playing professionally since he was, I don't know, Four. nine uh, but I, then I started realizing that I sound like I'm becoming like one of Rubio's family members, right? Which I well, maybe sort he of criticizes am. him more because he likes him. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't need to, you know, because Rubio is so strong mentally, and Dunn's this little baby, you know, needs <laughs> to, which is probably all wrong. Uh, yeah. I am also pre furious that this happens, but if they get value for him, I can just, you know, I've been a fan of of sports of being a sports bachelor forever. Like I'm obviously, we just talked about this last week that I, and I don't want to get into this now, but I enjoy watching Aaron Rodgers. Oh, play. So I don't want to get into you it. Idiot. I'm just saying my point. I couldn't, no, no, you no. cannot understand me in the car listening to this episode, just screaming at you two through okay. my cell phone. Yeah. So I'm a sports bachelor and I'm fine with it. So wherever Rubio goes next, I can just cheer for him there. It's not like he dies or anything. Uh, but so I'm more concerned on that they don't completely uh, get it, give him up for nothing, uh, purely because I want the wolves to be good. Um, I want Thibodeau to be competent, Tibbs to be confident. Um, so we'll see what happens. I'll be I'll be furious either way. Yeah, but I'll be less furious if they get a decent player for him. Maybe they could trade him to like the Euro League. <laughs> then I could just cheer for him in the Euro League. <laughs> miss no so conflicts much. of interest. Oh, man. Him and Mbakwe just going back and forth. <laughs> so I sort of mentioned it that I have been so passionately defending Rubio as an average player, by the way. I don't think he's like amazing. I'm no, just, I don't think he's an all-star. He's average. But he's the best he's point like guard the fi- on the Timberwolves. He's like yeah. the 15th best guy in the league or the 18th best or whatever. Yeah. For some reason, that has to be. He's anyway. a Sam Bradford, a point guard. So I've had to defend him so much that he's now... Legitimately, I feel like he's a family member that yes. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so happy for him. Your sweet boy. Yeah. Is there anybody? Your almond-eyed sweet boy. <laughs> Is there anybody that you guys? So the only other people I can think of that I've cheered for this, like I've been like almost so person. Like my intelligence is wrapped up into Rubio. Like if he's right. good, then that means I'm smart. You know. I can remember being like this with Jason Kubel back in the day because right. he was like the guy that if you're a stat guy, you liked him. And if you weren't, you didn't. So I had a lot of like when he started being good and he had that one year where he hit like 30 home runs. It was like a proud papa. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Rubio is number one on that list. I think that's probably well, in my lifetime. Ken Herbeck was higher on that list for me. Ken Herbeck. When I was a kid, I was all about Ken Herbeck. Really? Yeah, and my my brother being a 
a master troller mm-hmm. would spend all of his time arguing about how David McCarty was better. Or <laughs> of course. Paul so was Dave, better. Exactly. Oh, it ended in many, many fistfights. <laughs> Mike McSudia is just my guy. I can't say that it, I can't say that we handled it like anything but what we were, which was yeah. kids. Oh, man. Yeah, my guy um, of recent vintage, Teddy, is yep. Yep. my sweet, beautiful adult <laughs> son. Is just I think this whole cool. podcast has adopted Teddy as a family member. We just want him to succeed we so just badly. Want, we, we just want it. His leg is held together by bailing wire. Oh, man. We just want him to be so good. and We don't know. We just don't know. Ugh. Uh, okay, so wrapping up Wolves talk, we're pretty furious. Yep. Mm-hmm. They have been getting better, yeah. which is crazy. They won the game last night. Last second. Last second, well, they've the won. Guy you hate, yeah. <laughs> bear, bear, uh, like falling down, buried like know. a mid-range jumper to win. Incredible. It. Incredible. He had thirty-one points, and he stood absolutely still the entire rest of the game, unless he was holding the ball in his hands. <laughs> yeah, I love when he said, "You know, right when I got the ball, I made up my mind I was going to shoot." Oh no, shit! Yeah, there were six <laughs> seconds on the clock. Not you, Andrew. Wade. It's yeah. not you. That's not like you. Uh, well, either way, basketball Nino declarance yeah. is that any good or not? No, that's okay, not. Okay, that didn't make any sense. Okay, I, I couldn't think of anything else that made sense. Uh, basketball Vanek, basketball Vanek's closer, closer. Okay. We could call him basketball Danny Heatley. Just uh, Ooh. he killed a guy. Oh no, <laughs> no, he's oh, Canadian. Okay. Oh, is there oh, a nice oh, reporting oh, there news? Okay, okay. Oh, boy, There's a lot of Canadians. Yeah, <laughs> there, there are many Canadians so many in the Canadians. world. Not all of whom are members of the band Rush. That's true. Okay, uh, I looked up on Basketball Reference, um, our favorite site. Uh, the, hey, Hans. The, the percent, and this is the game I love playing that you guys hate, uh, the percentage <laughs> odds oh. that the Wolves are going to make the playoffs. Uh, what is it? 14. Uh, 25. 13.3. Good job. Good job. Pretty good. I good think Rand said something about that today. Oh, he did? About mother. talking about playoffs. It was your, How far out of the eighth are they at right now? Like three games, but there's like four teams. But every team, every team in the Western Conference. Oh well, yeah, I know. It's like eight through within, fifteen is like within five games of each other, right? I think Rand said in his post that Memphis is twenty six and twenty in the seventh spot, mm-hmm. and they're ninety nine point four percent to make the playoffs or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a weird conference. Denver, Minnesota, Sacramento, and like two other teams, kind of uh, New yep. Orleans, battling for whatever. But this is the thing: they they win three games in a row, and we're like, ah. Oh, Huh? They do. They turn to the corner, and then they come. yeah, and it never. Yep, it's it'll not never happen. happen. They are. The when season, they finish with thirty wins. The season ended when they were six and eighteen. Yep, and they've since been eleven and ten. So they've been half the season the team we thought they were going to be, and the other half an absolute the team they daycare fire. Yeah, yeah, daycare fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's bad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We'll edit that out in post. That's real dark. We should edit that out in post. Uh, Do you want to move on? Any parting thoughts about hoops? Don't trade Rubio. Don't trade Rubio. Uh, John, I don't even know if you're in the microphone there. Unless you can get a good point guard. Which you can. Which you can. (laughs) No one trades point guards. Don't ever think of anything that the Wolves need beyond defense and the bench. That's all that matters. If you can somehow address one or both of those things... Uh, while not making your team worse with Rubio, that's fine, but I don't think it can happen. Do you want the bench doesn't really matter. Um, Clarence's point about Thibs and how he's the worst coach in town, or is that a thing you don't want to address right now? So Clarence has been trolling me from almost the beginning of... I think from before the season. From the moment Thibs was hired, uh, he has been thinking that he's a terrible coach. 
I know he doesn't watch basketball. I don't know if maybe he just thinks like this is the simplest way to troll somebody. I don't know if there's any thought that any his thought process beyond that. Like I don't know if he thinks he's a bad coach in general or if he I don't know. I think he just likes knowing that you're staring at, at your mm-hmm. phone going What do I how, <laughs> how do, do I, I how do I what do I Yeah. That doesn't even make any sense. It you're you're, you're in the swamp town zone. Though. But usually his trolling is it's cutting and horrifying and it makes me sad. That's when he's on his game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes it just makes me confused and I go, I don't I don't even yeah. know what to They're not all they're mm-hmm. they're not all landing in the bleachers. Some of them are just solid singles to right. Yeah. Uh well he I think my working theory is that when he the one thing he he's gone all in on two things. Obviously number one is his love for Zimmer. And number two was his belief in team twenty sixteen of the Minnesota Twins. And when that one was like the worst prediction of all time. I think maybe his brain broke in a way that now he's just pointing finger. He's just lashing out at yeah. everybody. He also has three kids. Again, that he third kid, that, that'll do it to you every time. He's driving a teal minivan right he's now. A teal minivan with a tape player. <laughs> tape player. Yeah, so who knows. I don't know if he actually has a point about Tibbs. I think he's I think he's been fine, I guess, so far. He likes I don't to know. yell. I know that. He likes to yell. I think his rotations have been weird. Again, like Aldrich is good he should play more yeah, and Brandon Rush, Rush never is good played, unless... and Jones is good I seriously think like he got to a point when they were whatever 6 and 18 or somewhere around there he was like fuck it this is not the year I'm gonna find out what these young guys have in them. I'm gonna and I'm play gonna exactly pay. 8 players yeah I'm gonna every game none of them are playing at a dangerous degree like no. uh you know so it's not like it's it's a minutes thing with him it's just like it's just remarkably strange that he chooses to play only Bozzi and Bijelli and mm-hmm. um, Chris Dunn off the bench. Those are the only three guys that escape the bench ever. Totally weird. And then Aldridge plays four minutes a night or something like that. Yeah. If somebody gets into foul trouble. Yep. Greg Doritos plays 40, 40 minutes a night. Yep. Uh, Shabazz getting Bazzi. some burn. Some Bazzi. Bazzi getting some burn. Yep. So, it, yeah, the rotations thing is super weird. Especially, yeah, like you were talking about Brandon Rush coming in and being like, oh, he's good. He's yeah. pretty good. He's I'm not, not amazing. Brandon Rush is great, but he, he can play some defense and he can stand still on offense. So I think he's purely just like, I just want to know what I have for next year and if I should actually be getting rid of one of these guys or playing him differently. I mean, it seems to me very obvious. So, like, okay, you know, just get B-Jelly. Like, just cut him. Like, yeah. We don't need him. <laughs> he's fine. very bad at his job. <laughs> There isn't actually a power forward behind him that could play because behind him is Adrian Payne, who is yeah. even worse somehow. So maybe I get that, but I don't know. It has just been kind of confusing. So, um, all right, there's 60 good minutes on the Wolves. Yep, yep. <laughs> all right, you didn't even do your soliloquy. Or no, did you? Okay. no, Brandon was right there. Okay. It was it was sort of a it was a conversation rather than me just having to talk, which is. Okay, Helpful. that's okay, right? No, in podcasts, you usually want one person to talk the whole time. <laughs> that is usually how our Wolves chats go, so I'm <laughs> glad that you were around for this. Um, we did an FAQ last week, Stu and I, and I thought that went really well. We had a lot of good reader. A lot of good time. A lot, a lot, a lot of, of high good. fives, a lot of hugs. Yep. Uh, all right, you want, I want to talk a little bit of pigskin. Okay. I don't know what I want to talk about besides I was wondering who you're going to be rooting for in the Super Bowl. Oh, Man. actually, I know what I wanted to do. Um, Clarence also wanted me to point out that a reminder, an annual reminder, that the Patriots are the biggest cheaters in the history of the sport. And that's true. I think something about jail time in the future. In some, they should all be in, in prison. some regard. So yeah, 
We, we asked we, we for evidence. The, they should all be in prison topic last last week. Yeah. Yeah. That, was, that was the state of Wisconsin. Except you yeah, missed. Those different people. What you said was the entire Packers team should be in prison. And the prison. state of Wisconsin. The entire state of Wisconsin should be wiped off the face of the earth. I, I think you said that, that, but you were in the middle of screaming. I was in the middle of screaming. The... I was in the middle of one of my primordial yeah. soup screams. Yeah, it's like when... Someone's laughing too hard on TV, and they're, they're trying to get through their newscast and on SNL or whatever, and they miss the joke. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. You missed the point of wanting everybody dead while you were screaming. It's the opposite of what happens on yep. TV. Um, okay, so I just wanted to give that reminder that that's what one of our or two of our four members think that the Patriots are yep. the biggest cheaters in the history. I just hate the Patriots. Okay. I hate their fans. I hate the team. I hate all of them. I hate mm-hmm. Tom Brady. Have you hated them your whole life? Uh, no. Okay, like so... Like, back when Drew Bledsoe was there? Yeah. There was no Champagne reason... Champagne Tony Eason? Yeah. yeah what about, like... I never, I never hated Steve Grogan. <laughs> How could you? <laughs> I gotta write that down. Um, <laughs> so what about in 2002 when they were, like, 14-point underdogs to the Rams and they won? Everyone cheered for that. I think there. everyone Everyone cheered hated for the Mike Martz so goddamn much because he's so, so, so smug. Yeah. Okay. So that was fine. And then at some point, Hillary Clinton because she was so 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 smug, and then they ended up with Donald Trump. So that might be your cautionary tale. <laughs> Boy, that's it's pretty good comparison. <laughs> right I did there. exactly yeah. what I wanted to do. There. You went there. Yep. Uh, okay, so somewhere between then and now, you completely turned on them. Yep, and you hate them. I think anything. Bill Simmons was a big part of that, but yeah, they. Uh, I was. I do think they have super obnoxious fans, but I only have Simmons as an example. I don't really know any other Boston sports fans. I just assume they're all like him, and they're super obnoxious. I do. I know one other Boston sports fan, and he's super obnoxious, mm. and he should be in prison. You, you that don't makes know me Casey Affleck. I know. I don't know Casey Affleck. Okay, who should be in you prison? Finally admit it. Yeah. Finally admit you don't know him. All right. So uh, you're cheering for the fa- the Falcons. Yep. Skull Falcons. Our Falcons. Skull Falcons. Skull Flackens. Skull, 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 skull Flackens. Skull Flackens. Huh. Well, I'm cheering for... No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Why would you do that? Uh, well, I don't know, don't man. Give me any, don't give me any crap about this. I have Just no idea. Just admit that you're a terrible front runner. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a huge front runner. I like watching well-run teams. I and just like it when they are, cut guys in the middle of the season. Yeah. It's Say what you will about the Luftwaffe. It's pretty much what you're saying. darn if I don't like watching them fly some planes. Look, look at them strafe. <laughs> I like the little skulls on their hands. I'm very sorry. I feel bad about it. There have been so many times when we talked about it last week, I'll try to convince myself, like, oh, my God, he wears a Make America Great Again hat. That's what he does. I have Seriously. to hate this person. And the game starts, and I'm like, oh. Wow, what a crisp route that was. You are. Look at that. Look at Hogan. This is a total total tangent we don't want to go down, but I mean, um, Colin Kaepernick caught a lot of hell for the social stances he took. Mm -hmm. And uh, Tom Brady wore a Make America Great hat. How much uh, shit did he take for that compared to Colin Kaepernick's? I'm pretty sure that we're the only lamestream media that's really called him to the carpet okay. for his behavior. Just just, just point us. Out. Just just for the record, uh, fuck Tom Brady. Fuck Tom Brady. That's fine. Fuck that's him fine. hard. Fuck him forever. And uh, go Falcons. That's, that's my stance on it. I don't expect anyone else. 
to agree with me on that. But no, there's that's why skull flackens. That's yes. enough flackens. NFL talk. I'm already exactly. angry. Yep. You're already. I'm angry pretty about furious that. at you. <laughs> actually, I'm not pretty furious. I'm just actually furious. <laughs> just it's happening now. Legitimately mad. Uh, all right. Well, do you want to talk puck? Let's talk puck. Mr. Puck's here. John, what's the mood in Wild Nation? Uh, John, I, actually, I, I've got this question here. Um, they won a shootout last night. They right? did win a shootout against Dallas. Why was it bad? They got through a whole <laughs> overtime game against Dallas without giving up a goal. They played Dallas in overtime like 14 times last year, and they lost every one of them because Dallas has fast players in the Wild have old players. Lumbering. And when you're playing three-on-three, three, you probably want guys who are good at something other than checking. At one point during the overtime, Charlie Coyle fell down in the worst possible place and Dallas had a 3-on-0 and did not score, <laughs> which was an amazing moment. for And just sort of summed up the wild season and the Stars season in one fell swoop there. And then they won a shootout. That was exciting. It's It's been kind of a bipolar couple of weeks for wild fans because they've blown two goal leads in five out of their last seven games, one of which was a four-goal lead. But I think they've won five out of those seven. Yes, they have. So it's just been crazy. So again, why it's is it It's been bad? all over the map. Why is it bad? <laughs> Do you, this, <laughs> this is from Clarence. I'm supposed to ask you why it's bad. I'm supposed to ask why it's bad? It's He's not bad. It's exciting. exciting. They keep winning. they got the best record in the Western Conference. They do. So why is it bad? That's not bad. <laughs> Well, again, Clarence is really getting to your. Why head. are you playing the idiot? I, Why are you being Clarence's just, stooge? I know he. We just, Sean Spicer, you're the Sean Spicer <laughs> of this podcast. <laughs> nice, nice. That'll do it. it. Okay, we know it's not sustainable, but is it bad? No, it's not bad. Okay, winning. Why is winning bad? I don't. know. That's the stupidest question That's, ever. Well, no. Okay, okay. Well, okay. We getting. Dave, too riled Dave. up about winning is bad. Yes, you're trying to save people from sadness. I'm trying. Dave is literally angry at the Wilder winning right now. No, he's yes, not. Yes, he Dave is enjoys upset. the Wilder winning. He's incredibly upset. He's just pessimistic. No, he's angry. He's probably literally realistic. He's probably still pretty pissed about that Dave McCarty prediction. Even really? I have, can't imagine that one. <laughs> he got. He's plenty, over that. He already got plenty of fists in the mouth for that one. <laughs> See, John, John. John is not good at solving his problem. Oh, old John is anyway. John, you're trying to um, walk a tightrope where on one end it's. You want to be happy about the win and also warn people to not get too excited about this team. Is I, that right? That's not exactly. Like the 5-0 and o Vikings was a good thing. Well, the 5-0 and o Vikings, I think all of us on this podcast knew we they like, couldn't last because they were not. very lucky. Yes. It's a little bit like a guy who has a batting average on balls in play over 600 yep. and is hitting 420 on June 1st. And he's on a hitting streak, and yeah. every time he gets another hit, and you're just like, this isn't going to last, and everyone's and it's, like, "It's like, why is this bad? It's it's not bad. <laughs> it's just, but it just not real life. It, it's an incredible run of coincidence. So do you have... Um, but I do, I, I do want to say this. So I... Based on what Hans Van Sluten said, um, sitting hey, in this room, as a matter of fact, he came out here, we, we did a podcast, and he sort of walked us through some of the basic hockey stats. Hans Van Sluten is the uh, hockey reference guy. Well, now he's the baseball reference guy. But at, at the, the time, time, he was, he was the, the hockey, hockey reference, reference guy. guy. One Way of the, the smartest the numbers guys yeah. for hockey in particular in the country. Whatever yeah. Hans yep. says, yep. you just go with what he says. You don't argue the math with Hans. Not Here's ever. the thing that you need to know about Hans. He's uh, smart, mm-hmm. and he has looked into whatever you're talking about for numbers probably a hundred times more intently than you have. Yep. Through so a windmill. 
one of it is the tiny windmill <laughs> in Como Park. One but of the very easiest ways to get through that. life and be a competent person is to trust the experts. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's like a thing that I live by that I really feel important. Hans is an expert in this. So uh, so anyway, continue. That's so, who when we say Hans, it's a real life human being. Yeah. A real life human being. Isn't that just <laughs> a random stat, Dutch stats saying, guy? We're not making a like It's not the enemy from yeah. Die Hard. It's an actual person. Uh, he does have a tulip garden, though. He does have a tulip card. And many he had, wooden shoes. And he has murdered a bunch of people. He really has. So he is an enemy to some, but yes. not us. Not us. He hasn't murdered any of us. Not so far. You never know. <laughs> Clarence hasn't been on the podcast for an awfully long time. That is and, true. And as mentioned, the world did end five days ago. Yeah. So I forget where I was going. Um, Let's go, I think John. what I was saying was, if you look at the basic advanced stats, which are all based on shooting, Yep. the wild are near... Not in the bottom of the league, but they're slightly below average. And in terms of shots on goal? In terms of shots total. Shots taken that missed the net, shots oh. on goal, and block shots. Gotcha. Depending on what stat you look at, it doesn't really matter whether you include block, block shots or not. They're about in the same spot. Mm-hmm. But I did, I, I did a little more reading, and I went to a couple of different sites that tried to quantify where the shots are taken from a little bit. Right. Um... What in generally in general it seems what the research has found is you you sort of have this idea that if you're between the between the faceoff circles in the offensive zone slot yeah in the slot I'm a hockey that's guy. sort of the high danger area and it's a little closer to the net than that it's not just if you're standing directly between the faceoff dots in the slot that's not as high danger of an area as everybody thought but. It seems those close to the net shots are sort of what they call high danger shots. And if you try to quantify where the shots are taken from and try to make some sort of mathematical model mm-hmm. for number of expected goals based on where you're taking shots from and where you're allowing shots from, the Wild do zoom up the rankings a little bit. They're so into the top 10. They are taking shots. So last I looked, and it was a couple of days ago, they were like 23rd in shots on goal or shots overall. Yeah. So, you know, not the worst, obviously, but not yeah. great. But you're saying it helps because those shots are taken in the more efficient places right. on the ice. I'm saying there are people that say, well, they're they, taking three pointers. They're maybe. taking few shot, fewer shots, but they're taking better shots. Yep. And there's some evidence to back that up that they are both getting the puck into more dangerous areas and preventing the puck. From getting into dangerous areas on defense. Is that a strategy that teams are legit? So, again, just going, harking back to basketball, I just want to talk hoops. I don't <laughs> like when we don't talk hoops. Um, it's a very clear, concerted effort that teams try to take shots in the paint and three pointers. And if you look at a heat map of where all the shots are taken, the smart, best, most efficient basketball teams, you can see that's where all the shots are taken. Is it the same in hockey where guys are drawing up plays and specifically being like, we have to get in the slot no matter what? Or is it like they just, that's what happens? Is no, it, I think that's definitely true. All they're trying to do is like get into the slot and just shoot it from there. I think, that's what you need to do. I think, I mean, you're well aware that if you're taking a slap shot from the point, if there's nobody in front of the goalie, it doesn't matter how good your slap shot is. It's probably not going in. Yep. No one has ever scored on that. Yeah. Unless Starting John like Casey Pee-wee's. is in goal, in which case he scored about 50% of the time. But huh. Huh. That's one of our he's one of our most loyal listeners. <laughs> that's incredible. John Casey. Former <laughs> North Stars goalie John Casey. Exactly. He's, well, the problem was... Uh, Rob Stobbridge is so happy he didn't get mentioned. The problem was that John Casey was four foot six. 
and you put skates on him, and he's four foot eight, but the top of his head actually still went beneath the crossbar. Yeah, and then that that was a tri- that was trouble. That's a bummer. I don't know. I don't know how he played so long in the NHL, but wow. So there certainly is gritty a, a fairly obvious hockey strategy to keep guys away from your net and try to go to the net on your, on offense. So yeah, of course. Yes, I mean I, you're more of a hockey expert than I am in terms of how the game is played. I think. I think what I'm asking is and not more rocket skates either. If you know that, uh, <laughs> that was just one of my many. Uh, is, <laughs> I wonder if teams are looking at sort of those more efficient places to take shots and are drawing up specific strategies beyond what we know of, like, well, yeah, you got to get as close as possible and whatever. I'm wondering if that's part of plays and strategy within a within an NHL team. There were teams, the Wild who were one of them last year, that came into the year saying, you know, the fact that we just get to the red line and dump the puck in every time is probably stupid. Because mm-hmm. then we don't have the puck anymore, and it's hard to shoot it when you don't have it. Yeah, you got to have it to shoot And they weren't a particularly physical team either, so it wasn't like we're going to dump the puck behind the net and then just beat the crap out of the other team. Yeah. And so there certainly has been teams that have altered the way they when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. They play mm. based on knowing that keeping the puck is probably better. I don't. I don't know why it took till 2016 for hockey people to be like, you know, that makes total sense. If we don't have the puck, we can't score. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Are there? Because I don't watch hockey anymore. But we know. Uh, are there teams that you know their strategy going into it? Of like, this is a team that prefers this strategy versus that strategy dumping it in or possession team or a physical team or play a lot of defense do we know that going into it so teams can kind of or fans can be on the lookout to that extra layer of i don't know some people think that's fun to watch some of that strategy come true is that like an obvious thing or is it just like crosby's on that team so just watch out for him i think there's certain teams that have more of a open style and certain teams that have more of a defensive style. Like mm-hmm. New Jersey always seems to play defensively or going back New Jersey in the 1990s was the prime example of a team that didn't actually want to skate into the other team's end because they'd just hang back and squash the life out of you and win one to nothing. Brutal. So Whereas bad. like today's Dallas teams, particularly last year, but even now their their idea seems to be, you know, if we play enough forwards, we can probably win 7-5. to five. Mm-hmm. I love Hopefully that. our goaltender can make forty five saves and we'll just we'll win seven to five. There do seem like 
for some reason, this is just an aside, but it seems like there have been a lot of like seven to six or nine to seven games this year. I don't know what's causing that. Uh, are those outliers or yeah, scoring? those are outliers? Okay, because scoring is not up, right? No, scoring never goes up in the NHL. What about this new thing where they have suddenly, randomly, just been like new pads? <laughs> that they will make a difference. They will. They always every year. It's like, well, we're going to shrink the goalie pads, and then like this year, they had this whole big thing about how they're going to shrink the goalie's pants. And then no one could actually manufacture them. So it took uh, them until now. He said pants or pads? Pants. Goalie pants. Hockey pants. Hockey pants. But don't they have like the big pads on the, Are those part of the pants? Those part of the pants. Oh. How now, about... Have right. you... I, I don't know if... You're Mr. Puck, so I'm, I'm sure... Puck. I'm yes, sure so. you've seen a lot of games and you're like, Oh, if only the goalie's pants were two centimeters smaller... Scoring would go up immensely. It's, it's, it's like the spoilers on NASCAR cars. Right. Yeah. How about... Uh, the Hans devices or whatever it makes them slow down. How about no goalies? Is that a good idea? On board. Pond hockey? I'm totally on board. You can't, you can't be in that restricted That's zone. a terrible idea. Okay. Okay. How about this? When you're, when you're winning... Two on two? Uh, at the end of the game... Multi-puck? You have two guys go on the bench... And they like change out into more protective. All fighting. Like they just put on like more protective pillows and like full on masks with face masks. And then they go out for that last minute. They're the defensemen, and they just stand next to the goalie. And you basically have three goalies now because these guys have bigger pads on, and they can just you're just going to get pelted with hundred mile an hour slap shots, and it doesn't matter because you have all the padding on. Push up. You won lose right? Push up contest. I just think we're we're all Brandon and I are trying to do is improve the game. American Ninja you care. Between we're, we are Colin Kaepernick trying to improve America, exactly. and we keep getting this segment shit. is over. If we just if we didn't care, we this wouldn't kneel. Is over. We kneel because we <laughs> care. Interview is yeah, over. <laughs> God. Well, Save your shit, Whitey. Okay, so John, here's the thing: when I, a casual fan, look and I see we're like a little bit better than average in shots against and a little bit worse than average in shots for that you're saying is flawed and we should care more about their their shooting percentage is super high um or scoring percentage whatever you call it but that's possibly because they're strategically trying to have better shots as they did last year it's another data point it's It's a possibility and if it all goes to shit there's one podcast that that called it from the beginning that told you at the start and that was us. Giles yes. and the goalie may have told you that too, but mm, true, true. Okay, uh, let's go on to Stu. Oh boy, uh, <laughs> Stu, how sad are you that Brian Dozier is going to be on the team next year? Um, you know, I'm more sad that the fact that he's going to be here means that the pitching is still probably going to be just shit awful bad yeah yeah how are and they gonna I, the offense seems to be fine you know I mean at least league average without him yep and it's just uh, De Leon who was the prime chip that the Dodgers were dangling out there went to Florida. Tampa Bay Tampa, Tampa Bay, Bay. Ponce I call him Ponce yeah and now what are they gonna do they've Done nothing to improve the pitching staff in the offseason. Nothing. Not, literally, I mean, Ryan Vogelsong, we talked about this last week. Yeah. 39-year-old guy. Um, who can't I mean, pitch. Who can't pitch. 
He's not a good 39-year-old. He's not the good 39. There's no good 39-year-old well, outside of Roger Clemens. Tom Brady. But, Shut up. Uh, sorry. So, yeah, I, um, <laughs> the, the young kids. Uh, the world ended five days ago. Yes. Without them making the team any better. No. They so, were hired for a long time before that. Yeah, um, I'm, we obviously still have to give them some benefit of the doubt, but. Why do we have to give them the benefit of the doubt? They have one trade chip and failed to trade it for pitching. That we know. I mean, they get, well, it's not April 1 yet. I mean, we don't yep. know what's going to happen in the next, yep. you know, two and a half months. But, yeah, I'm I'm, I, it's disappointing that get him, they haven't done anything yet. Drag him, Stu. <laughs> get him. I just, I can't. It's early. It's, it's early. early. It's not early, but, yeah, there's, unless they know for sure that Phil Hughes is going to be, you know, getting his rib taken out is going to get him back to 2012 form. I mean, what, I mean. Ooh. They've done nothing. They've done nothing. They've done nothing. They've done nothing, and I'm sad. Terry Ryan could have done nothing. He would have done nothing. No, actually, no. He would have gotten rid of Pigeon. He would have gotten rid of some of the <laughs> He would have traded Hughes he and Santana. Urban, Urban Santana, and he would have traded one of the bullpen guys. It's like when he accidentally traded too many center fielders, and then we didn't have exactly. one anymore. <laughs> Oops. Oopsie noodle. <laughs> Looks like Jason Bartlett's in center this year, guys. Yep. Oh, he quit. I've got four good ones, so I'll trade three. Trades three. I had three good ones. Oh, I was supposed to trade no. two. Fuck. Dang it. Oh, oh, what man. happened? Just the one. Stupid, Terry. Stupid. Is Lord. it BOGO week at Byerly's? Because <laughs> I'm on a budget. <laughs> oh, it's not good. Uh, yeah, I. we talked last week about like how much time do you have uh, until you get mad at them. Sounds like, John, you're already there. Yep, already there. Yeah. Um, Bear in mind, he's mad at the Wild for winning. So this of course, is, that's he, true. He's, so he's an outlier. Great assault. He is uh, an outlier. Shut up, Spicer. <laughs> um, but that was before the uh, Ponce de Leon got traded. So now, I don't know. There are no other teams that need a second baseman, as far as I know. Correct. Brian Dozier's going to turn into Dan Ugly, and Ponce de Leon is going to win the Cy Young Award. And there's some free agent pitchers, or... No, I don't know of any that are out there. None good. Anyone? Anyone? What if they're doing like a hinky deal? Oh no! Oh no! You know, just like uh, <laughs> you guys, podcast listeners, you have no excited, no idea how excited Brandon looks right now, having just thought of this. <laughs> We've probably bottomed out the five of the last six years. What if they haven't really? Yeah. Bottomed what out? if we? What if they haven't found the bottom well, yet? They were bottom, bottoming out recently, like on accident. What if now they're doing it on purpose to get like three, three number one seeds in or number one picks in a row, and then you start there? Uh, don't don't um, laugh that off. No, they could possible. for sure be doing a hinky move right now because what you need to pull off a hinky is an owner who's really desperate to save money, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So... And who doesn't care all that much. Correct. Which is perfect for the poll ads. Josh Harris is the owner of the 76ers, and he hired Sam Hinkie to do what he did. And then after a while, he was like, okay, I'm, I'm being made fun of too much. Yep. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> this is, this is but the difference out. with this is that the poll ads would not give a shit if they were being made fun yeah, of. they don't have any friends. They're off in uh, Iceland. Exactly. Like some sort of documentary Bill Pollard doesn't even know he owns a baseball There's a documentary game. about the sugar cubes. They're trying to cast <laughs> yeah. Bjork right now. Yeah. Would Bjork play Bjork? Well, that's she the only reason we're here Bjork. in Iceland. It's the only thing that we know about Iceland is Bjork. <laughs> so maybe let's 
That's still on the table. Because they certainly haven't done anything to make them better. They certainly don't seem to be trying to win. No. Short term. So they must be trying to lose. I will say that one thing that Hinky did, which I think we can all agree, was. um, Lose? Is that there was a long term strategy. (laughs) True. Uh, we haven't seen a long or short, and then Ryan's was like a, he half-assed a short-term strategy. Right. We haven't seen either one from these guys yet at all. A, a, a thing that these guys um, have in common with Hinky, though, in my opinion, is blatant disregard for the importance of PR. Right. And not understanding that the perception matters so much with these sort of jobs of like, just go out there and glad hand and tell them how hard you're working. And you got to just do that shit. And Hinky was like, I'm above that. It's like jokes and be relatable. And, and, and Hinky was, he admitted and said it like, I I don't, I don't do that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, you fucking should have because you, everybody hates you because your head's so far up your own ass. Um, And you know, a guy that is doing a great job of the opposite is PJ Fleck. Right. He's doing a great job of it. I know you can go overboard sometimes, right? Like we make fun of Brewster and how crazy he was about that sort of stuff. Take um, a helicopter to go to like, you know, Hopkins. Yeah. Oh, I've been going to eat Prairie. Pick, pick up a two and a half star linebacker. <laughs> and the two and a half stars from Bonus. <laughs> a Big Ten sub on your way back. Beer somewhere, so Bonus <laughs> likes them. That's how he got him. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there's ways to go overboard with that, but... I think these guys need to do a better job of, like, we're working our ass off. We're going down to, I don't know, uh, something with the Dominican program, international signing, twins, something. Just fucking make it up. The Dana Wessel. Yeah. Who's, sure. like, the most relatable, fun guy in Twin Cities media. Just have him be that guy. Yeah. See, hey guys, we're, set, we're, we're on it. Um, if you don't believe me, come down to Uptown. Well, like I'll give you some tokens. Yeah. We'll play some games. Yeah. Trust me, there's there's good stuff coming. It's right. It's coming right down the road. Don't worry about it. That's so all easy. you need to do. Yeah. Just to have somebody relatable to do that for him. It's. I mean, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. And now I'm imagining Phil Miller playing Duck Hunt in Dana Wessel's living <laughs> That's room. That's the whole thing. It's, it's not that hard. <laughs> and I'm happy about it. Just a I, great idea. Here's I, what I'm saying: is the Twins should pay Dana Wessel to do that as well as be on the morning show. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I have noticed in my own career the importance that I did not give that enough credit when I was younger that I realize now is how important that perception is mm-hmm. and getting people to buy in mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff, too. Assistant um, GM Dana Wessel. Just think about it. Yep. Don't say, no. Don't say no. Right Don't away. say no right exactly. away. Give Come it a on. chance. Just think it through. Yep. Uh, okay, so, but beyond that, we have nothing to talk about with the Twins. No, no. there's nothing going on. There's the the, the meltdowns happening this Meltdowns weekend. this weekend. So that's... You guys cool. going? No, that's are cool. you? I got... Three dance competitions. Yeah, I got twelve things going. Three dance competitions, and then you have Friday night and Saturday. All day Saturday. What are you going to wear? I'm going to wear like a tutu. I'm thinking of flannel. Okay. Are you going to dance? Cool. I'm not dancing for this one. That's sort of shit. Do you ever dance in competitions? Do they ever have dad dance competitions? I've seen them happen before. There was like one at the Minneapolis Convention Center last year, and like was like, why are these dads dancing? It's like the middle of March, and this is like. There's medals given out for this. People go to nationals based on this. And there's, like, dads up there, you know, air humping to, you know, Sweet Home Alabama. And it's sure. like, what? Boy, that sounds disconcerting. Um, well, Clarence thought it was classy and tasteful. Um, but, yeah, it's, so some of that does happen. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not dancing until at least uh, Memorial Day. Hmm. 
The dance season is a long ass dance season. It's not just like the hockey season where it starts in November and ends about no, March. It's yeah, it's and it's roughly the same cost because of the outfit. Right. It's like yeah, and ice. I know ice time is super expensive and Zamboni fees and you know yelling at referee fees, but it's uh, it's bendy and yeah, that's my weekends and those are my weekends going for the next five six months. But. Is this one of those things where there's your daughter dances and then there's like a bunch of other kids yep. that you don't give a shit about? Don't care. Is it is it interesting enough to watch or are you immediately like on your phone? Um, it's so loud and um, I am immediately looking for a Wi-Fi signal or volunteering to go get coffee or breakfast sandwiches or literally anything I can do to not be in the auditorium. Yeah. Because it's so loud and they're kids I don't care about. Even if they're kids from this... I mean, if they're kids from our studio, then it's, you know, hey, I like them. Their parents are happy. Yeah. But that's that's it. That's the extent of my caring about it. I don't really care for the artistry or anything like that. So and get, get me the hell out of there. We talk about a lot of that parenting at, at with your age children is you are simultaneously busy and bored. Yes. <laughs> right? it's, it's exactly. It's yeah. that, that fine balance. You got to go just, all over the place to be bored. And then you just, exactly. just fucking refresh you're just, Twitter. You're, you're an unpaid taxi driver and volunteer firefighter is just it's well actually you're already unpaid if you're a volunteer firefighter sure so yeah it's... i'll rethink that metaphor we'll fix it in post right. yep we'll, we'll do better it. we'll do yeah. We'll, yeah we'll get better we'll I'm fix sorry. it i'm sorry to all of our listeners all right so should we move on yep i want to do a gophers lightning round all right john okay. you still love pj fleck correct <laughs> yeah why not okay. i'm uh, we talk about being pre-furious i'm already pre-furious to find out how much it cost the University of Minnesota to buy the trademark to row the boat? Because <laughs> it's going to they buy it. Th- there was a story in the paper this morning about how they were in process of transferring it, oh. and you know that they paid some amount of money that is far, far more than they could ever possibly hope to recoup with licensing. And you know that oh. ugh, I'm I'm already pre furious about it because it's so stupid. Yeah, but otherwise, I suppose I'm still on PJ Flex bandwagon because he hasn't done anything yet. Uh, other news: the uh, Gopher basketball team got a four-star recruit from a local guy, one of us. I don't know his name. I'm not even going to try to say his name, but he's a Cretan kid. So Amir Coffee this year is a freshman, is a four-star recruit. They've got two other ones coming in next year: Washington and other guy. I don't want to say. So that's three stud recruits that are going to be in the same team next year. I still continue to believe that we should be into the Gopher Hoops. So just FYI, that's happening. Are they losing right now? I'm checking the score. Um, right. they, yeah, they have a game oh, they are losing right now. Remember when you guys... In the future, we should be into... I'm talking about like, the future. You know, I think you should really get into Gopher basketball. This could be super fun. They're about to lose their fourth straight game since that day. Well, I'm, I'm really... I'm, I'm not into now. You know, and just in general. Like yep. I'm always looking ahead. We give Richard Patino seven or eight more recruiting classes. I think he's finally going to put together a winning record. Exactly. Hey, they were underdogs in this game, so... Oh, well, obviously. <laughs> that makes it all better. They might cover. <laughs> and that is what matters. Yeah, it is what matters. Okay, so that's the second of the um, Gopher Sports. And if you, were, uh, if you weren't angry enough yet, John... The uh, our favorite hockey tournament, I think, since we were children. Yep. The North Star Cup. North Star College Cup. The North Star, the old NSCC. The sponsored the thing that by I. Schwartz? I'm not sure it's sponsored by anyone anymore. Uh, I was just planning to. I have two young boys, 
sons that I was hoping that that would be like part of our lives is yep. we'll always go to the annual North Star like going to Donaldson's downtown. College Cup. And it's gone. Yeah, and they're canceling it after this year. So, okay, so before I cry, can you please explain what that was? Well, I have no idea. When Barry Alvarez killed college hockey. Yep. The one of a crazy sounding prediction that you said day one that has been undeniably true <laughs> and true. accurate since the very beginning. We were right on the money when we said that this is the end of college hockey. One of the doomsday scenarios. Yeah. And this is exactly what happened. They everyone loved the final five. It was just a fun weekend. So they thought, let's try to recreate this by scheduling a meaningless tournament in the middle of January or February. Meaningless. Okay. But we'll charge the same price as the Final Five to go to all the games. And I'm sure that people will flock to the flock to see a game that matters not at all anymore at the Excel Energy Center. Wow. And the first year, they couldn't give away tickets. And that was repeated the second and third year. And so the fourth year, they're not selling any tickets and they're going to end it. Because nobody gives a crap. Wow. it uh, It's insane how easy it was to see all of this coming. And we're just a bunch of idiots who bought uh, a website and some microphones and talk into them. Yep. Wow. You're wow. nobody. Yeah. You're post-furious, huh? <laughs> I'm, I've been furious <laughs> since the beginning. <laughs> oh, that's not good. Uh, that's the end of my gopher lightning round. Do you have anything else to add? No. Okay. Uh, I have two more things, one for each of you. John, um, you are our resident MN United. I like how you call them MN United. MN United loons. Right. Can I call them the loons? You could just call them the loons. The loons correspond. You could call them United. You could say Minnesota. Nobody calls them MN Wolves. At MNUFC. At MNUFC. So you're our chief at MNUFC loons correspondent. Right. Can you give me a status on what's happening with the with the footy club? Sure. Uh, they started the season in about six weeks, five weeks. Ooh, and they just now, camp, yep, they just started training camp. Where are they training? In Arizona. Mm, cool. The soccer hotbed, Arizona. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. It's nice enough to play soccer mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. That's all it's really got going for it. And they just now managed to sign enough players to have a team. So that's good. Oh, they'll be playing this year. Yes. That's They're, great. They, they really have been... Very slow in putting together everything to do with the team. Okay. Is that bad? I, I think it's bad. If, if anybody hears any background noise, my family has just arrived home. Yes. And they're outside. We the... managed to get Brandon's family to leave for a while, <laughs> but now they had to come home. Within the last 30 seconds, my family arrived home, and one of the lights in the office has gone out. So it's basically a strobe light. We're in a disco. Things were perfect, and now things have gotten so weird. As soon as you Rodney Bingenheimer that showed up, and he's doing cocaine off of the... Off of the um, mixing board. Yeah, yeah. So my That's kid a Rodney Bingenheimer so. reference for all of our 70s Rodney Los Angeles listeners. Bingenheimer. That's, that's, I, I don't even know if it made sense, but I think it worked. No, that's fine. It's near the end. No one yeah, cares anymore. Exactly. Okay, so they are. the upshot is they're fielding a team. Yep, they are. They're having a team this year. They've signed one player from every Scandinavian country. Great. And I'm actually not making that up. Huh. They've signed one Norwegian guy, one Swedish guy, one Finnish guy. One Icelandic Dane? guy, I think, and Sir one Dane. Dane. Yeah, okay. just, we need a Dane. Just today it was reported they're chasing a Danish guy. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, was writing that down. Chasing Danes. <laughs> chasing Danes. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, but are any of those guys good? Uh, they could be. I. Anyone John, who pretends... You're a correspondent. Just make some anyone shit Anyone who pretends that they're enough of an expert on the Swedish League or the Norwegian League or the Danish League to actually have... 
a complete and total opinion on how good these guys are is is selling something. Yeah, we're selling this podcast to advertisers. No, we we're not selling to do this podcast this. to advertisers. I'm going out What's tomorrow. I don't know if you know this. When we get done with this and I post it, I take a CD out to all the local <laughs> businesses and hand them out yep. during my lunch hey, break. Hey, give this a listen. I think we got something here. And as everybody knows. and uh, control data. <laughs> You go into a time machine, basically. Yep. I think Schwann's has some openings in <laughs> yep. our sponsorship department. You put them on a truck. <laughs> yeah. They go into like Marshall tournament. and Slayton. And, and, got to yeah. give it a try. Target's yeah. got money to burn. They're sponsoring the Minnesota United Jerseys. That's right. Saw that was like, there, there was sort of an uproar today about the NBA potentially, again, yeah. floating the idea of putting logos on the front of jerseys in some capacity. I think it's becoming more real. Yeah. yeah. Change is hard. I can't quite understand why people are so mad about it because this... This question of who is going to be on the front of Minnesota United's jerseys mm-hmm. was like a point of excitement for Loons fans. Mm-hmm. I think that my concern is not a concern, but are they going to be on the jerseys that fans buy to wear? Yes. Because that's what sucks. Like, I don't care if they're, if they're... It makes sense when they're on the team. If the Wolves have a target bullseye in the corner of their jersey... Yeah, I get it. They're on TV. There's hundreds of thousands of... Well, not the Wolves. There's... yeah. There's tens of dozens of people who watch the Wolves on TV. There's, well, me and yeah, a few me. other people probably. Yeah. So that makes sense. But, like, you don't got to put it on the fucking fans' jersey. Oh, that sucks. Well, no one ever sees. Okay. I wash my car in my jersey. You know, who needs... There's, like, a giant Nike shorts. logo on it. Yes, of course. But, of course. listen, I mean, uh, aren't soccer jerseys all, like, yeah. you know, the cool Chelsea jerseys, the shitty Arsenal jerseys? They all have, like, the corporate sponsorship. Yeah, the cool right? Arsenal jerseys have the corporate... But I don't want... I would get Arsenal one... Arsenal jerseys are bullshit. Arsenal jerseys are great, Arsenal and they're an awesome team. Bad. I'm just trying team to Arsenal. Out, you, Arsenal. Do you have any idea what the jerseys of either team look like? No. All right, good. What one says Fly Emirates? Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's Chelsea. Uh, Arsenal and it's also Arsenal. a number of Chelsea. other teams. Okay, so the Arsenal one. I, so 10 years ago, I, yeah, you're went a huge to, I went to Europe with a buddy. And uh, our Classic boss Gunner. at the time. Classic Gunner. Our boss at the time bought us uh, tickets to a Arsenal match. So, and it was great when the stadium opened, and it was amazing. We had, like, one of the best days of my whole life. So, I was like, I'm going to get a fucking Arsenal jersey forever, and that's what I'm going to do. Because I love these guys, because it's a great day. And I was like, oh, wait, it said Fly Emirates. I'm not going to buy a fucking jersey. And if it's at Arsenal in the front, I would buy that and wear that. So, my only concern <laughs> is with fans, I would rather have it not be an advertisement on what I have to wear yeah. as a fan. Because it looks like a gimme. I mean, it's like, oh, I got this at Dirty Green Hat. Yeah, it's like I signed up for a credit card at the yeah. game, and they made me but a MasterCard Yeah, Who makes hat. the NBA jerseys? Which apparel company? Let's go with Adidas. Yeah. Isn't there a giant Adidas logo on them already? No, it's tiny. It says Wait. wolves on the front. Not yeah, but Adidas. it says Adidas like here. And what they're talking about the NBA is like on the other sleeve or whatever. I'm talking about. more about the um, the the... The soccer jersey. You're talking about the soccer jersey yep. style. Yep. That's what bothers me. And I just don't know why fans, why you need to, unless fans are like, this is cool, Fly Emirates. That's what the real guys wear. Love you Emirates. See, yeah, I'm you a see big Emirates love guy. Airline. Oh, yeah. My best airline. Fly it. Brian, I can suck a dick. <laughs> Sorry. You <laughs> shit here, Ryan. <laughs> Sorry. Brandon's son, who's standing right over Stu's shoulder right now, <laughs> has like horrifying. Like oh, oh my! He's gonna God. know what Brandon is. Oh now. my! <laughs> <laughs> We've completely corrupted him with that. Darn! So pure before that. Yeah, I don't really. I mean, I don't. 
the especially with the NBA with those little tiny things in the corner, I don't really care that much. I but I just don't understand why anybody, why even they would want their GE advertisement on fans' I mean, jerseys. It's another way to make money. I mean, that's yeah, I guess just the way of the world. I guess, but yeah, it's like God damn it. I otherwise wouldn't give a shit. I mean, part of it's what? Why would you wear a Vikings jersey? Because you want to wear what the players are wearing. Well, I'm the 12th man. The players man. are also wearing yeah, we're these the 12th, yeah. stupid I mean, logos. We're the 12th man. We matter. I'm not condoning it. I don't particularly love logos on jerseys either. I just don't quite understand why people are so up in arms about it. You're just arguing because... Because I like arguing. Because you like arguing. Drive. Purple yeah. drive. Yeah, I get it. Uh, okay, so that was my John question. Oh. All right. Okay. I can be done now. Okay. On to the beer. Uh, Stu, my question for you is: yes. up. Do you have employment news you can share with us? Oh, hey! It's yeah. an hour or two. The only people who are listening actually probably care about yeah. us personally, so I figured it'd be fun because this is some very exciting, encouraging news. It is. Um, starting uh, the day after um, the Falcons play your Patriots, yep. um, I will be uh, starting a copywriting job at Surly Brewing Company. That's uh, That'll be the 15th day. No, the 14th day after the world. No, the uh, 17th it's, day it's, after the world. It's, it's really hard to say. Yeah, plus but 17. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I am um, leaving NPR to go work at Surly, and I am super excited. What's your title? Um, I believe we're still trying to figure that out. Actually, um, oh, okay, um, senior something. It should be senior um, something. Right now, it's manager of storytelling. Unbelievable! Ooh, I yeah. know it makes me yeah. sound like I'm like a children's Ooh. book author or something. But yeah, master um, up. Yeah, but that's what that type of job is called now. And um, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And it's I'm just super freaking excited. Wait, a minute. it's actually surly. I can say I'm super fucking excited yep. about Ooh. working there. So. Because they, they actually have the word fuck in their, like, employee handbook. So couldn't say that at NPR. I could not say that at NPR. And I'm not... At NPR, NPR. I'm, I'm, not tre- NPR. I'm tremendously chuffed. I am not leaving NPR on bad terms at all. It's just, this is a really... Well, not until they hear this. So, not until they hear this, yeah. But does Surly have tote bags? They do not have tote bags. I got an NPR tote bag just because you work there. So I now I need a tote bag. Well, I guess I can just buy beer. I, I, I I'll do. purchase... I'll continue to purchase their beer. I, I I can I can help in beer and gift shop items as need be. But Are you going to take I, the light rail? <laughs> just for those big city feels. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, French, French bread, French bread uh, everywhere. <laughs> that was. Um, <laughs> we, we, did, we did the. Why math. do we both just say French bread? God. <laughs> I guess because Clarence has infected all of us. Because yeah. <laughs> he, he absolutely understands how big city people live. Yeah. Just berating. Which, which again, yeah. given given the current state of our political union, he probably has a better idea than yeah. we do. Um, I just love that that was one of his first things. You fucking baguette. French bread baguette and the dope hairy arms, quiet scarf. shoes. <laughs> Um, I love French bread. Actually, it's awesome. It's delicious. Totally I being, I make French toast out of it. It's great. Find me and the guy that... Um, McAllister's a great school. Um, no, it's not. No, it's not. They can't, no. play, they can't play any sports. Um, and that's what's far. important for a school. Um, yep. I will not be taking the light rail that I know of. But mm. Eventually, um, you'll have to. Eventually, I probably will have to. But um, we figured it out when I went to NPR that it would take 14 hours to go from St. Cloud Yep, via bus and light rail and back. So like from six thirty <laughs> to eight thirty would have been my day. Yeah, and Surly's about ten minutes closer. <laughs> so it's a thirteen and a half hour day instead of a four. So yeah, I'll be driving. 
Oh, all right, cool. I will still. Yeah, I'm, I'm ruining the planet every which way from Sunday. So. You're going to be at uh, headquarters every day, you think, or are um, you going to yeah. be start to start the mothership? Yeah, all but, right. But there are a couple of days I think that are at your old stomping grounds, the Brooklyn Center, Brooklyn Park uh, metro area. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's we, where it's at. Exactly. So yeah, I'm super super excited, and thank you for asking about that, Brandon. I yeah didn't know we we're actually going to talk about that. It's Boy. fun when good things happen to good people. But it's also fun when they happen to me. And that's, <laughs> that's most important. That's is what most important is when it happens is too. Yeah, but so. you, uh, and we've all been there, but um, you were laid off not too long ago. Don't no. think about it. Nope. That would have been 16 months ago, yeah. 16 months ago, and now you're the manager of storytelling at like at a, one of the coolest breweries like in the country the and for sure the best in Minnesota. So yeah, It's I'm, like, one of the few places this is like actual strobe light happening no matter who you tell about that they're going to be excited for you well my dad uh i told him about it and first of all i didn't believe it was a real job (laughs) you know well he's a dad again he went to vietnam and he was a telephone lineman you don't expect him you don't try to sneak manager of storytelling past Howard. Yeah. Um, but whenever whenever I work from home, my but dad asks if I I brought some surly beers um, <laughs> down there this past week, and we had, we had Christmas, finally, because all the custody uh, hearings lined up. Sure. Um, this is, that's not even a joke. Oh, sorry. Um, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> it is a joke. But it's, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I brought, like, you know, the, the Furious and the Benders and the Coffee Benders, and he liked hell. Oh, because good. that's the most Miller Light tasting. It is, yeah. It's, it's clear and yellow, but it is pretty good for that type yeah, of it's a, it's a, yeah, lager, it's a, right? Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like you know, it's a you can drink you know three or four of those and right when know, extra citrus not around, that's exactly. the smooth one. Yeah, so it's uh, well, extra citrus too citrusy. I was he oh, is told it? me that. Yeah, oh, I, okay. I, I, it's like what I mean. What can you do? Yeah. Yeah. Medium citrus, you might exactly. be on board with, yeah. but extra exactly. citrus. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like trying back to the drawing board. Yeah, to program a VCR. It's just you don't know, just you got to pick your battles with your with your aging parents. So um, so you're writing words for um, no manager of storytelling. You're gonna be managing I'm, the I'm, storytelling. I'm writing words. We will be writing words. Social media, those type of things. Yeah. Okay, press releases, yes. social media. Yes. If, if you can copy, the, maybe yeah. If you follow the um, the uh, their thanks Obama beer, that was something that i did for them yeah so, so probably not sarcastic then um that was pretty actually it was pretty sarcastic so i was um pretty happy with uh, oh i i get where you're going from yeah 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 it was it was meant to be taken both ways yeah that was yep. the that was the that was the fine balancing act of selling a beer that's why he's the master of storytelling what, yeah. what a master don't say it. no manager not master oh not master of storytelling no god well, maybe that's your yeah, promotion. Yeah, yeah, like that's, in that's, 18 that's, months, you'd be like, God damn it, I yeah, want to be a master. That, that's my reach goal. It's, 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 it's master of storytelling. You got to keep dreaming. So, you got to keep dreaming. I have to imagine some sort, of, sort of like Middle Earth type of situation for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Me, me and Tolkien and uh, George R.R. R. Martin. So, <laughs> so what are the... the two R's. What, what sort of cards do John and I have to play, and I suppose Clarence as well, to be able to record... Our podcast there and, okay, be, well, and again, say that we're uh, sponsored by Surly. That's what I really. You don't want have to, to say. give us anything. We just I want to say it. Can um, we just say it? Just give us the right. Just allow to, us to say that we're free. sponsored by Surly. Um, okay, um, I'm going to reveal here who my boss is. Okay, um, my uh, boss is Holly. Oh, former, former sportive guest Holly. Sportive guest, uh, um, local celebrity who hasn't been on the podcast <laughs> in a hundred episodes. <laughs> yes, so this isn't busy. looking good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I can run that past her. Um, okay. Let's see. 
Clarence won't come into Minneapolis. So no, we're not, we don't have to worry about. What that if we part, told so. him it was in St. Paul? It's very close it's to the border. It's right on two eighty. Yeah. What if we told him it's free beer? He has to be able to make an exception to Minneapolis if there, if we get if we buy him. And he loves the strong beer. It's because he gets all loopy. Yeah, that's great. He, he, he forgets he has so many kids beer. and so many responsibilities. He likes Holly. And it's still a minivan. And it's major <laughs> highway. <laughs> major highways go directly there. Ample exactly. parking. Ample parking. Valet at least. They won't accept his steel minivan, probably. No, They'll... no. He'll get made fun of by bikers. Of course. <laughs> by big guys on, like, fat tire bicycles. More just French <laughs> bread everywhere. Nice minivan, bro. Oh. Nice <laughs> basket, stupid <laughs> asshole. Herb will pop out with a fungo bat. This is what I live for. <laughs> He's got his Zuba cutoff shorts on. Of course. Of course he does. So, yeah, yeah, so Clarence might be a liar there, but... I can see what I can do about you guys. All right. Let's I, I uh, let's also put in a request to be the official podcast of Surly Brewing. Yeah, we have to be the yeah. official official well, sports podcast at least. Well, let's let's aim high oh, with official. I don't podcast. want to aim high. <laughs> You're immediately I'm negotiating. I'm negotiating. No, 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 not that. Well, we don't do the podcast. Here's, here's some money. And we say nothing about it, <laughs> yeah. but we still pay them. Yeah, yes. can so I we ju- do that? Can I continue to buy the beer at full retail? <laughs> 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 Just negotiated yourself completely. Oh, no. Not good at this. Oh uh, yeah, we want to be the official podcast of Surly Brewing. That's what I, I think our goal should be. I will do what I can. Well, in any event, I just want to say congrats. That's you see really how well awesome. I got us into the NPR studios when I was there. That's so true. Let's go from there. So. Yeah, not been within 10 miles of that no, place. Not, not, not even for a tour. Brought brought up once, yeah. it didn't go anywhere. They actually sent my uh, check back for being a member of NPR. <laughs> they said no. I was actually sent home for a week. Oh, thank so you. It, was, it didn't work out so well. Oh, darn it. Well, in any event, uh, that's good news. Um we also should uh, should call it a day. My family's trying to sleep. It is, yeah. It's, it's bedtime for the boys. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for coming. Uh, hey, thanks for having you guys. us, man. Thanks yeah. for listening to the fans. Thanks for the peanut butter filled pretzels. Of course. That's Brandon you know, and Snacks for us. When you come yeah, to Poochie's house. record a podcast. There's a charcuterie here. board, for Christ's sake. When you come to Poochie's house, you will be getting some peanut butter filled pretzels yeah. and beer. It's going to happen. Mm. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, until next week, uh, thank you and uh, keep fighting. Go Pro Bowl. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.